Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Steve Butler continues our series on the importance of exploring Bible prophecy. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether it's by radio, podcast, or online at SWRC.com, thank you for being here. Please invite family and friends to check out this daily dose of clarity. Our next conference is this coming Saturday, March 11th, in Upland, California. This special one-day conference will feature prophecy teacher Donald Perkins, Dr. Larry Spargimino, Larry Stamm, Micah Van Huss, and Josh Davis. Come join a full lineup of speakers as they bring clarity to the chaos with a full Saturday of insight and information. Space is still available. Register today by calling 1-800-652-1144 or simply visit the events page of our website, swrc.com. Time to get our Bibles out and join author and teacher Steve Butler for today's look at the importance of exploring Bible prophecy. Point number six of our series entitled, Why Explore Bible Prophecy? And if you've been following along with us in point number six, we are at Psalm 16, Psalm 16 in the Old Testament. So if you go in about a third of the way into your Bible, and I pray that you have your Bible with you, uh, because we want to, as part of understanding prophecy, we need to understand the Bible and we need to understand how it's laid out not just Old Testament, New Testament, but where the different books are because they, you know, the Bible is not done necessarily in chronological order or necessarily thematically. So we need to understand where the books are and basically what they're teaching us so that we can uh, share what we know with other people and to share with someone your faith in Jesus Christ and your understanding of Bible um, knowledge can't be something that you just say, well, my pastor said so-and-so. That that can be okay, but you the important thing is for you to be able to show an individual where in the Scripture, where in the Bible that particular point is, because when you point to the Word in the Bible, you're pointing to the Word of God, and the Word of God is absolute, inerrant truth, and that's what we're here to try and um, learn uh, by a method of study and to go through the prophetic books of the Bible, the prophetic passages, as the uh, foundation for learning how to study the Bible. Because as we've pointed out before, if you put your hand in the book of Daniel and put your other hand at the end of the book of Revelation and hold that portion of the Bible up, that's how much of the Bible is prophecy. And if you don't study prophecy, you're leaving a third of the Bible out. And that's not pleasing to God. But it is very edifying to the individual if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you through that. So that's our prayer as we uh, explore each of these uh, different passages. Let's get into this uh, in Psalm 16, and it was Psalm 16, verses 8 through 10. And uh, we started this in our last program, so let me me jump right down here to uh, verse 9. And it says, Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices, my flesh also will dwell securely. And then verse 10, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. So what David is prophesying, the Holy Spirit working through David, 
uh, King David is telling us in this psalm that he fully expects, even though he's died, he's gone into the grave, and yes, he's still there today, the Bible tells us that King David will be resurrected, just as we are told uh, as the church that we will be resurrected and will receive glorified bodies. Ours will come through the rapture of the church because uh, it's the New Testament church that will be raptured, but the old, what we call Old Testament saints like King David will be resurrected at the end of the tribulation. We find that in Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that he will be resurrected at that time. And as a matter of fact, the book of Ezekiel in several places prophesies that King David will come back and will once again be a leader in Israel. I mean, that's a magnificent prophecy. And why wouldn't that be? Because God saw him as a man after his own heart. David is talked about more, just about more than anyone else in the Old Testament throughout the Bible. And the people looked up to David and it was kind of like the pinnacle of what God's plan was for Israel. So he is going to bring David back as well as the 12 apostles. And we find that in the book of Matthew. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about here we just don't have time for. But you can't, you get excited just thinking about it. Psalm 16, verse 10, David is talking about not only is his soul going to be abandoned to Sheol, Sheol and Hades are the same place, and it's a place where people went in the Old Testament, the Old Testament, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in another fulfillment of prophecy in um, Ephesians. In fact, we'll talk about that next. You go there, and then you would be taken from there, and we'll talk about that in Ephesians. But right now, it's a holding place. Sheol does not mean hell. Hell is a place for the unbeliever, but you have a place for righteous believers to go in the Old Testament, which was called Hades or Sheol. And he's talking about, you will not leave me here forever. And of course, that's one of the the great uh, prophecies that we'll talk about. Nor will you allow, verse 10 again, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Now remember, this is a thousand years before Jesus Christ, yet he's referring to the Holy One here, and he's talking about Jesus. So another example is you see Jesus. In fact, that's another series of teachings we'll go through that's planned where we'll look at Jesus in each one of the Old Testament books to show you that when, when Paul, for instance, taught Jesus, and it, you know Jesus Christ and him crucified, He talked about the Old Testament, and it was Genesis to Malachi. Jesus is in every one of those books that we're going to talk about. So I'm looking forward to that series of teachings as well. But here, Jesus is not going to undergo decay, and of course, we know that. We want to see that proven out in in the Scriptures. So we went to Acts 13 as our proof text. So we have Psalm 16, 8 through 10, and now we're going to go to Acts chapter 13, verses 29 to 41, as one of our proof texts for verification of the fulfillment of this prophecy that was prophesied a thousand years before Christ in Psalm 16. So if you would, let's go to the book of Acts. If you've got the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then right after John is the book of Acts. And we want to go to Acts chapter 13, and this is uh, talking about part of uh, Paul's missionary journeys. And he's speaking here in Acts 29, 
uh, 29 to 41, it says, when they had carried out all that was written concerning him, and of course, fulfillment of prophecy, right? They took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. So the point is, he has been crucified. Christ has been crucified on the cross. He's been buried in a tomb. And then verse 30, but God raised him from the dead. And what did we read back in Psalm 16? David had prophesied through the leading of the Holy Spirit in his life that the Holy One, God's Holy One, would not see decay. So there in verse 30, we have the proof of that. But God raised him from the dead. But recall right before in Psalm 16, David said that you would not abandon my soul. David's talking. You won't abandon my soul to, to, uh, to Sheol either. So let's, uh, let's continue on here in, in Acts 13 and see how that works out. Verse 31 of Acts 13. And for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. Let me stop right there and just clarify what he's talking about in verse 31. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he showed himself to certain people. Now realize Jerusalem was a jumping place. It was the capital of Israel. And it was at a crossroads between Asia and Africa. So it was a place that was brimming with people all the time. Yet when Jesus was resurrected from the grave and was in his glorified body, just as we'll have a glorified body at the rapture of the church, he had his glorified body and he was walking on the earth, interacting with his believers for 40 days. And then he was glorified up to his father And then 10 days after that, or a total of 50 days after his resurrection, is when Pentecost came, and that was the beginning of the church age. So it says, he appeared, verse 31 of Acts 13, to those who came up with him from the Galilee to Jerusalem. So he's talking about his believers, his followers. After Christ left the earth at his glorification in Acts chapter 1, it said these are the same people that would be his witnesses to the people going forward. So that's what it means, uh, appearing. So he only appeared to select people. The vast majority, the unbelievers, never saw Jesus uh, as he walked the earth for those 40 days in his glorified body. Verse 32, and we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children and that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm, Psalm 2, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Verse 34, as for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Verse 35, therefore he also says in another psalm, which is what we read, Psalm 16, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. So again, not only a confirmation, in the writings of Luke in writing the book of Acts, but Luke actually quotes the psalm, Psalm 16, uh, as proof that that prophecy of a thousand years ago has now seen a very specific fulfillment in the um, death, burial, and glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 36, for David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. Now, David is saying uh, and praying in Psalm 16, you will not abandon me to Sheol. So the point is, 
David is not Jesus. And, I, and that's a point that's, that, that's being made here is that Jesus was the one that was resurrected on the third day as had been prophesied. David is still in the grave, so David is not Jesus. The point here that they're trying to make is don't worship David, worship Jesus. David's still in the grave. As great a man as he was and the prophecies that he will come back, he's still in the grave. It's Jesus that you need to focus your life on. But he will, he will be resurrected at some point. Verse 38, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. So he's making his case about why David would be resurrected and not abandoned to Sheol. Verse 39, and through him, everyone who believes is freed from all things. And of course, one of the key things that we're freed from is the the chains of death, eternal permanent death, that we will not suffer a permanent death from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. That's uh, continuing in verse 39. And we know from the law of Moses that man was only forgiven for a year, but through the high priest's sacrifice. But we know that man could not be given eternal freedom, eternal life from anything that a priest did. It had to be through faith in Jesus Christ. Then verse 40, therefore take heed so that the things spoken of in the prophets may not come upon you. Behold, you scoffers, and marvel and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. Now, the prophecy that's being talked about, what we would call the future prophecy here, obviously, is the resurrection of Christ. And if Christ was resurrected, then we can have faith that those who believe in Christ would also be resurrected. So that's the hope, that's the promise that we have through this passage that indeed in a fulfillment of David's plea to God is don't abandon me to Sheol. Well, he says, I'm not going to abandon you to Sheol. Now let's build on that a little bit more and let's go down to Psalm 68 and then we'll go to Ephesians and build, build on what we just talked about here about not being abandoned to Sheol. So let's go to Psalm 68. We've been in Psalm 22 and Psalm 16 in our last um, couple of programs, so you should be getting fairly comfortable with where the Psalms are. Then you just have to get which one of those 150 are we in. In this one, in this case, we're in Psalm 68. And in Psalm 68, we want to go to verse 18. And it says in Psalm 68, verse 18, and again, this is another Psalm written by David. So the Holy Spirit is working through David to prophesy about Jesus. And in verse um, 18 of Psalm 68, it says, you have ascended on high, you have led captive your captives. Now, that passage in and of itself, you might think, what in the world is that about? And I I should have turned the page to finish that verse. Let me do that. Let me read it again. Verse 18, you have ascended on high, you have led captive your captives, You have received gifts among men, even among the rebellious also, that the Lord God may dwell there. So the key I want to focus on on is you have ascended on high. You have led your captives captive. You have received gifts among men. Now I want to take those lines in that verse 18 of Psalm 68, and let's let's go to Ephesians. 
So you go uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, the two books of the Corinthians that Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Then you get into some more of Paul's books, Galatians, and then we want to go to Ephesians. And we want to go to Ephesians chapter 4. And let's read these verses here. Keeping in mind, we're talking about he ascended on high, he led captives, and he gave gifts to men. That's from Psalm 68, a thousand years before Christ. And then Ephesians 4, starting at verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Psalm Psalm 68 said he gave gifts to men. So let me read 7 again. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Verse 8, therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Verse 9, now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to building up of the body of Christ. We're going to pick up in Ephesians chapter 4 in our next program. So stay tuned to our next program. We'll be in point number 6 with uh, the reference being Psalm 68 and the New Testament prophecy passage, Ephesians 4, and we'll delve into Ephesians 4 in that next program. I'm happy to share we're having tremendous response to our brand new Timely Tools catalog. Make sure you receive Timely Tools. Timely Tools highlights the latest resources from your friends at Watchmen on the Wall and SWRC. Each month, this beautiful catalog is delivered to you full of the latest books, DVDs, and other timely resources designed to inform you and encourage your faith. Timely Tools is a free way to stay up to date on all the latest DVDs and books by your favorite speakers and teachers. Get your copy of Timely Tools by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Here's Josh Davis with an important update on our outreach to prisoners. Thanks to you, our listening family, we are able to fulfill the burden that God has placed on our ministry for the Onesimus Prison Ministry Outreach. We are in touch with thousands of inmates across America And we are grateful for you partnering with us to enable us to fulfill this calling and this burden that God has placed upon us. And believe it or not, 
As we are a quarter into this year, we're still receiving weekly requests for calendars. As we advertised last year, every calendar that you purchase, we're able to put a portion of those funds to some of the shipping costs and printing costs for us to send an inmate a copy of our 2023 calendar free of charge. And so that is still going on. Believe it or not, we are sending out calendars every single week up to this date. And beyond that, we receive a lot of prayer requests from inmates, things that would break your heart if I were to share them on the air, but because of privacy to protect those individuals, we won't share those openly. But I can give you some of the kinds of things that those behind bars are burdened about. There are family members, there are friends, there are people that they're burdened about, that they're worried about, that they can't stay in communication with, and they're concerned about what's happening, and they ask us to pray for their family. They'll send in prayer requests for people who are not saved, that they can be a light and a witness to them where they are, and that God would speak to the hearts of their loved ones who may be outside the prison walls, that God would work in their hearts and their lives in a special way. We receive prayer requests for health issues that are going on and family situations that have some family dynamic issues going on, and we join them in prayer. And by the way, we take these prayer requests seriously as we do all the requests, whether it be from you, our listeners, our supporters, or whether it be from the inmates who are, and many of them are listening even to this radio program. Even though there are places we may not be able to go physically, yet through prayer and through radio, through print ministry, we can reach into many places where we may never be able to physically set foot. And as our listening audience, when you partner with us, you enable us to fulfill this burden that God has placed upon our ministry. I want to say a special greeting to those of you who are listening inside of a prison and you are listening to this broadcast. We thank you for your partnership with us. We thank you for your prayers for this ministry. We pray that God uses it to help you to grow in Him and to continue to develop in your Christian relationship with Jesus Christ. So we extend a special greeting from Watchmen on the Wall to those of you inmates who are listening to this program right now. And we are praying for you, and we want to encourage you in the Lord through the Onesimus Prison Ministry. And friends, what does the ministry do? What are some of the ways that we try to reach in to these places? Well, there's many aspects of this, and I'd like to break it down briefly for you. One of the things that we do is to send a welcome packet to those who join this ministry for the first time when we hear from a new inmate. And our calendar has been a great way to do this. As we're sending calendars out, people are saying, hey, who are these people that's sending out these free calendars? And they write to us, sign me up on your mailing list. And so we have a newsletter that we send out. It includes other resources that we may be able to send free of charge as God permits and the funds permit. That's explained there in that newsletter that's specific for the Onesimus Prison Ministry. 
and it goes out to thousands of inmates across America. And we praise God for providing the funds so that we can provide these resources. But also in this welcome packet is a Bible and a book and other resources that we have available. And again, it goes back to you, our listeners, who support this ministry through your prayers and through your financial giving as the Lord directs your heart. That enables us to send these things out. Our ongoing resources such as the newsletter, such as the radio program, such as other resources that we have available to send, but also we're building relationships with those behind bars through letter writing and encouraging them as they send in letters, as they send in prayer requests. We pray over those. We send them back a letter of thanks and encouragement. And we thank you for partnering with us in this ministry. Let me say it this way. This ministry is as much yours, our supporters, our prayer supporters, our financial supporters. It's as much yours as it is ours. We are in this together partners together with the good news of Jesus, getting it anywhere and everywhere we can to every dark corner around this country and around the world. It's our goal to shine the light of Jesus Christ into the darkness. And speaking about shining the light of Jesus, we recently received a letter from an inmate who said that this very year in 2023, he gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ while sitting in a jail cell. You could just read the joy in the letter. He was asking us to send him a Bible. He was asking us to send him any kind of materials that we had available that could help him grow in the Lord. He asked us, where can I possibly try to tune in your radio broadcast? So we sent him a list of some stations that are close to him that he could try to tune us in and listen to this very program. And once again, I say it's through your prayers, it's through your partnership with us that allows us to see lives changed and people grow in the Lord, Jesus Christ. And so we need specific donations. If you'd like to give to the Onesimus Prison Ministry specifically, please let us know that. Whether you call us with your donation or whether you send it in the mail, Please be sure to mark there on your check or however you choose to do it that this is for the Onesimus Prison Ministry. As you can imagine, there's cost for the Bibles, the other books and resources that we send out. There's printing cost for our materials, production cost for those things, and postage costs for those things. So we greatly appreciate your prayers your involvement in this ministry that God has given us to share in together. We thank you for your partnership with us, and we are just asking God to use it to impact the lives of those who are behind bars. I think only eternity will tell the impact that this ministry has had on the lives of many people all across America. We have two outstanding resources for you to consider today that'll keep you informed and deepen your knowledge of Bible prophecy. First is our Prophecy in the News magazine. Prophecy in the News magazine equips you with useful articles and insight written from a biblical perspective, always encouraging you to keep looking up. Another outstanding resource is the book, What's Next? by Dr. Kenneth Hill. What's Next looks at the different views people hold to concerning the end of the age. Subscribe to Prophecy in the News magazine and order your copy of the book, What's Next, when you call 
1-800-273-1144. Tomorrow, we'll visit with Marginal Mysteries host and author of the brand new book, The Earth As It Was, Micah Van Hus. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com.